Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, it is week two of the Max Fun Drive, and I feel like a badass mom from a horror film. I talk to Jordan Cruciola of the podcast Feeling Sane. Woo! Oh, just calling with a check-in. <laughs> uh, we had kindergarten roundup yesterday for my middle kid, and I thought I was going to be a wreck, but I wasn't. Um, I was a wreck for the oldest, and I'll probably be a wreck for the youngest, but the middle kid, <laughs> poor middle kid, um... It was fine. <laughs> what was not fine was running into our couples therapist at Kindergarten Roundup because apparently I knew she had a kid the same age, but I did not know they were going to be in our class. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Ah. Uh, Bye. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Guess who's guess who's your room parent? <laughs> okay. First off, I have to let everybody know that with me right now at this moment is Jordan. Mm. Our guest today is we are in this together. Yeah. And so she is getting the privilege <laughs> of listening to a woo check-in. <laughs> I have to just say, first, you're doing a very good job. Two, I don't know what a kindergarten roundup is. <laughs> but I th- I think, I think I know. Like I think it's like the graduation. Of kinder, mm, right? Of kinder. Of kindergarten. Mm. Ours was really weird when ours graduated kindergarten because I'm like, you guys are going to be really let down by college if you guys think that this is like the bar for graduating. <laughs> and I have to say, that's probably the worst thing you could see, except maybe your own therapist. I don't know. Jordan, it feels like, I gotta say, it feels like it's like out of like a oh. 80s movie, like a romance the stone or yeah, like This is some... the thing that happens to Larry David in his yes. show about cringy yeah. life experiences that make you want to die. Yeah. Congratulations. You yeah. just Larry David in it. Yeah. That's, that's our new parenting award. You Larry David in it. I think you're doing a great job. And... Yeah, I, sorry, because that's... I think you really feel it in, like, her voice is really what tells the story. Like, so, yeah, um, that's that's That's... what happened to me. It's not, like, there's nothing (laughs) overdramatic about what she's saying. You can just, like, feel the shoulders kind of dropped and, like, the staring into the middle distance. Just, like, that's, that's my life. What's the etiquette there? Do you go up and say hi? I feel like I would have to just because I'm I'm a let's just talk kind of and not about it, but just be like, hey, yeah. hi, how's it going? Like, yeah. I, I would want to establish a different baseline <laughs> and be like, I'm going to come talk to you and I'm going to talk yeah. to you not about what we normally talk about. So right. you know that what we do when we see each other here yeah. is act like you don't know a damn thing about me. And we're just going to chit chat. Yeah, I'm wearing my parenting hat, yeah. not my therapy hat. Or my couple's therapy hat, yeah. in which that hat is a very special hat. And wait, wait, Jordan, Jordan, do you have kids? I can't. I do not have children. Yeah, I do not have children. That's really good. I aspire to have teens. I oh, want to yes. have teens. Oh, me too. I'm on the long program of trying to get these kids <laughs> to teen because I prefer teen. But there is a thing that happens. 
somewhere around kindergarten. Mm. And that is when kids start sharing very personal things about their family. sure. Out in the world. And mostly it's surrounding mommy's special drink or mommy water. Mm. (laughs) Okay. I have to say, now that your couple's therapist Mm -hmm. is in here. (laughs) <laughs> like, like there's so much of a lens that has to be begged for. And I mean, like now she knows, she knows what mommy's water is. But what right? you have to hope then is, is that her child has yeah. no restraint and that you start <gasps> learning things from her yes! child about her. Yes. Now that you totally should have some kids. That's exactly how <laughs> you, you do it. You, you hope that your child becomes the inside man That's and right. they can oh, get yeah. information about the therapist for, just so you feel like yeah. not to do anything with it if you don't need to, sure. but just so you have something in your pocket. Yeah. So you're, you're both standing naked yeah. in front of each other and you don't feel like you're the only one who's naked. <laughs> just, just like a car line, go up and be like, Hey, uh, little Tina. Uh, yeah. yeah. How's everything at home? How's everything? How's How mommy? Everything? How's mommy? How's, mo- okay? how's daddy? How's daddy? Mm, huh? I know. It's very <laughs> yeah. So this this is has come perfectly full circle. <laughs> I think I, again, you're doing a, a great job. And you just know they're going to fucking become best friends. Right. Yeah. Like anything short of violence, it feels like is doing yeah. a very good job in this situation. Well, yes, I guess. So <laughs> short of like job. a full meltdown publicly yeah. that makes people ask you what's going on and yeah. you're forced to either lie or tell them. Oh, then yeah. I guess I would say you're doing a great job. 90% of parenting victories right there. <laughs> it's time for thank yous. Thank yous. Everybody, it's the Max Fun Drive. It's the second week, Jordan. This is Jordan's second week. First Max Fun Drive. She comes to us from the Maximum Fun's newest podcast, Feeling Seen. And we're going to get into that in just mm-hmm. a second. But because Max Fun Drive uh, shows, I think, may or may not be people's necessarily favorite shows because we're talking about the drive the entire time. Right, right. Yeah, let's just, but we're charming while we're doing it. That's, so that's, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So no one go anywhere. We're about to be super charming. Yeah, nobody go anywhere because <laughs> we're going we're to value add this. We're going to yeah. make this a value add part of the conversation. God, you're using such good language. (laughs) So first, let's say thank you for supporting Feeling Seen. Mm -hmm, Thank mm -hmm. you for supporting One Bad Mother. And thank you for supporting Max Fun. Truly. Yeah, all of your favorite podcasts. Jordan, do you know why we do the Max Fun Drive? I've been told about why we do the Max Fun Drive, but I would hate for a novice such as myself to get into why. I will defer to the expert on this one oh! of why we do the Max Fun Drive. Well, we are listener supported. Yes. We are supported by the listeners. You own your show. I own my show, mm-hmm. right? Max Fun helps us get those shows out into the world. Mm-hmm. But you get to make your show mm-hmm. because listeners yes. support your show. Because literally the people yeah. on the other end of yes. this transaction, on the other end of this this talking and listening relationship <laughs> are 100% responsible for yeah. us being able to do the things that we do. And here's the thing about it is that I will insult you in this moment and I will put you on the spot and I will say, listener, if you have ever said support independent film, 
Oh, yeah. And if you have ever bemoaned the Disney machine for producing what you consider studio pablum, I don't, <laughs> but maybe you have, you are obligated to become a Max <laughs> one. If you are here and listening and you have said that and you exist in that Venn diagram, you in fact are obligated now to support independent media here because allegedly that yes. aligns with your personal values and I would hate for you to not mean what you say. Oh, Jordan has come in with the stick. I I would hate for you to not live up to the quality of your own character that you purport to have on the internet. (laughs) So I look forward to you subscribing to Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. No, this is a great place to support independently run shows. I don't know always what is said on your show, but here (laughs) for 10 years, I feel like... We've done our very best to be as honest as possible, mm-hmm. to try to be socially responsible, mm-hmm. and to be justice-minded, mm-hmm. all the while trying to deal with the fact that everything's been taken from us Yeah, when kids came into our house. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a parenting podcast. I want to back up what Jordan just said. If this show or feeling seen has Mm -hmm. made you feel safe, has made you feel heard and seen and like Mm -hmm. part of a community. That is what you are supporting. And because this audience is made up of a lot of parents, (laughs) you gotta go right now. (laughs) Because you're gonna get interrupted 20 times before you can even get to the website. So we're all over. Yeah. Pull over, <laughs> park the stroller for a yeah. second at the Target. Tell, and if you're at home, you just tell your partner, my stomach's upset. I need to go to the bathroom. Hide <laughs> in the bathroom, get it done. It's really easy. You just have to go to maximumfun.org slash join right now. Now, now, now. Yeah. Now. You don't have to join for a large sum of money. You can join oh. for what is a small sum of money that cumulatively makes literally all of the difference a gargantuan bit of yeah. difference in this operation <laughs> being able to continue on and so do that go be a part of the solution right now oh you're so intense jordan <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, i'm a specialist in horror and action cinema so i talk to a lot of men on the internet so ah! i have to be ah! hey guess what i just found out what? our male listenership has grown and is currently our largest collection of listeners. One bad mother, guys. That's so fantastic. Our largest listenership is currently men. Great job, dudes. Fuck Great job, yeah, dudes. Man. That's wonderful yeah. to hear. I don't know. Now, this is a group that's like, yeah, we're part of it. It's because we don't talk to them like they're shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're better than me. I know. Well, I'm not talking film because that. <laughs> Women have no business talking in film. All right. Okay, we're going to stop. We're stopping for just a second because we're going to come back and talk with Jordan about their podcast, Feeling Seen, and, you know, how we feel seen. Yeah, absolutely. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Jordan. Yes. 
Okay. I have to ask you this question because we ask every guest ever this mm-hmm. question. Who lives in your house? And that can include really anything. Ghosts, animals, mm. or you get the just privilege of total silence. <laughs> uh, I have, I have, I have a roommate. I have one roommate who is, I think, seven years younger than me. I'm 36. I was gonna say, what are you guys? Twenty? Got a roommate? <laughs> I can love it. Yeah, she. We moved in actually when because we've been together now for six years in this apartment. So we moved in when I was <laughs> I was thirty and she was twenty three. Oh and my man, god! I truly loved living with somebody watching just sort of from like an arm's yeah. length their early twenties to <laughs> late twenties arc. Wow! I was like, this is a special thing to to live to next to. Yeah. <laughs> Reading for very good roommates. Very good. And I'm very tidy, so it it works out very well. I'm very, very lucky. I am very glad to hear all of these things. This is, this is really, no pets. No, I, sadly, she is allergic to cats. Otherwise I would have, I would have cats by this point. Um, But I, that's why I make it a habit of pet sitting for friends as often as they'll ask me to. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, we are, we are very pro-animal, but also uh, pro-cat. In yeah. this house. Oh, very much broke out. Yeah. In fact, if we hit 275, I am going to release a little bonus content <laughs> called Tell Me About Your Cat, <laughs> in which I fulfill my fantasy of wanting to have a podcast where I talk to people about their cats. I think so, that would be very fruitful because people really will go on one when you start asking about it, particularly if they are childless themselves. Yeah. Tell me about your podcast. Yeah, the Feeling Scene podcast. It is. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? The Feeling Scene. The Feeling Scene podcast. <laughs> it is. I love getting to do this show. I, I have a, a, a new guest on each week. We consider them co-hosts because we we try. I, I aim for it to be as conversational as possible yeah. because I'm talking to people who are typically people who do a lot of interviews. And I would like for it to be as much of a as casually approaching conversation as possible. Instead of like, hi, it's your yeah. allotted 50 minutes to be with this person in the game of musical chairs. I was a journalist for 15 years coming out of college. Interviewing people is one of the great sort of privileges of life, getting to talk to bunches of different people all the time oh, yeah. about what animates them and makes them passionate. And a fun thing about the show is that it is typically pegged to what's coming out for like a screenwriter or a director or an actor or people who write about films even in the way that we have guests come on, like there's a news peg, but it's not necessarily specifically about the thing. So it's right. not like a recitation of talking points that people have been hammering over and over. I ask people <laughs> to bring a character or multiple characters that they have felt have been representative of them in film that they have watched in their lives. And then, or, you know, in the absence of that characters oh, that they have yeah. had to graft themselves onto because linear representation wasn't an option for them. Right. And talking to them about how those characters are emotionally meaningful for them and how they have gone on to be sort of influential in the work that they have done and and oftentimes how those characters that they pick factor into the work that they make now and how they Hmm. bear you know the echoes that they might have in characters that they have gone on to play and it's really nice and people have been so 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 (laughs) generous with me in conversation and, and opening up and being very vulnerable and like me and kihui kwan from everything everywhere all at once we cried together i love it yeah, I, I mean love not it. not tears. I just love that like yeah. you guys get to go there and have those discussions. Of all the people you've interviewed so far, mm-hmm. has anybody's like this is my my character. This is the person that I relate to the most. Has there been anything that you've been like that's a surprise? 
uh, Josh Johnson, the the comedian Josh Johnson picking the Joker, Heath uh, Ledger's the Joker was wow, that's... A, a, that was a surprise to hear, and then yeah. it, it made for an, a wonderfully fruitful oh, conversation. Bet. It was exciting to get to talk to Susan Orlean about being able to literally choose herself as played by Meryl Streep. In the most absurdist fashion in the movie adaptation. That's a rare opportunity. It's <laughs> the best. So oh, that, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because now you finally get the opportunity. You know, well, when they make my movie, I want it to be so-and-so who yeah. plays me. And you actually, some people actually get to pick that. Yeah, and it was actually Meryl <laughs> Streep in a, in a version of Susan Orlean that absolutely does not exist. And her watching that and being like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like... To come to terms with some oh. of this. That's all oh. right. And talking to the young actor Auli'i Cravalho, who you probably most popularly know from being the voice of Moana in that yeah. Disney movie, is like she's in now a gay high school rom-com in which she plays like the other half of the, the two co-leads in that film. And talking to her, being able to talk to people who you might know from a big thing yeah. and being like, here's what I'm not going to do ask you about that about big, the thing. big thing yeah yeah it's like me i don't want to i don't want to talk about people's kids with them <laughs> right like i i don't want to talk to you about the greatest hit that yeah. you play at every live show right i want to talk to you about just you you're the headline yeah. you are the expert source of yourself and being able to give people that time and attention I think is a really special opportunity and I take it really seriously and I, w I aim to take it very seriously in the pursuit of having a very good time with them, but also hopefully prompting them into conversations that they don't typically on a press run get exposed to. And it's fun watching people kind of shake off the match and the machinery yeah. of a press tour and be like, Oh, I like you. It's funny when you hear people give the summary of the thing that they're working on because like their cadence and tone of voice yeah. changes because you can tell they've said it 35,000 <laughs> times in the last 72 hours. Yeah. And then when they say something different and watching people that actually have to pause and work through an answer, it's like this isn't something you had to say over and over again over the past week. And that is really exciting. Pre and post this podcast, mm -hmm. have you found yourselves? I mean, are you getting... Are people being ugly to you, Jordan, now that you have this podcast? Or have they just always been horrible? No, they, that was, yeah, that was a pre, that was a pre-existing condition. And no, with this, it has been like a, I, I identify on the, on the asexual spectrum. And there are not a lot of voices for that I found no. anywhere, let no. alone in fiction, like film and television fiction. What? Yeah. It's like, that's not real. And so I find <laughs> no, that- No, wait. I do think we should stop for just a quick second because yeah. we are a show that likes to get better about things because I'm mm -hmm. an old lady. Sure. But I have very cool kids, so I mm -hmm. kind of know everything. That's but, great. Utilize right. that. I am trying. But remind us mm -hmm. about asexuality. Sure, sure, sure. I yeah. am, I identify as a panromantic gray asexual, so that's my big old multi-hyphenate. What the fuck does gray mean? I don't I know. know that Isn't one. that fun? I Isn't that pan. fun? I know pan, and I know asexual. Gray is great because it's hedging your bets. Like, oh, yeah. the panromantic is, is, like, capable of having a crush on any old person. Yes. And then there's asexual, which is like, oh, that person's, like, not, like, driven by sex, and they're, like, not having it. The gray means there's an asterisk there where I accept that the situation could change at any given moment. <laughs> I've never had sex in my life. It's never been a part of my life. It's never yeah. anything I've really been driven to. But I, I hold a space hold with the, the asterisk space. being like, I don't know what's going to happen next week. So it's my way of being like, sexuality is moving target. So it's like it's like building in a buffer zone yeah, for, no, because, because people like John Bernthal exist and people like Eva Green exist. Yeah. And who am I to say? I would well, be like, no. 
But like, that's the whole thing we're trying to teach our kids right now is you get all this new language. You get all this new yeah. stuff. Don't shut all your doors because you've got a million choices now, right? Like try yeah. everything <laughs> out. Try it out. Yeah. See what fits. If it doesn't fit, try something else. Okay, good. So yes. this is such a generic way of saying people not having sex. But yeah. it's people who aren't driven, they don't have that. Yeah, it's not like I experience attraction. Certainly I well, develop sure. crushes. Like I, yeah. I am I am absolutely known for my my public like thirsting <laughs> on the internet, like at points. But and there's actually this is a really interesting thing. The parlance of thirsting on Twitter, the way that it can take on that sort of extravagant language, like hit me with a car, like throw yeah. me off a building, Rachel Weiss, like that right. whole kind of uh, like completely yes. hyperbolic <laughs> language yeah. around desire, I find is actually really inviting for somebody like me, okay. where sex as a practice only exists in abstract. Like it, it's it's right. like, it's not something that's concretely part of my life. So that actually that language around being attracted to people, which I am, yeah. I find to be really helpful because it manages to, it's so grandiose that it's like sterile. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I've mentioned this more <laughs> of just like, if I posted like a beautiful image of some celebrity on the internet and someone was like, she could beat me to death with a mallet. I'd be like, cosign. <laughs> but if someone was like, wow, I want to see her topless, I'd be like, you're a fucking pervert. You need to right? get out of here. <laughs> like, it's too specific. It's too real. It's too okay. focused. Oh. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Ew, my God. Weirdo. We're going to have so many conversations that are irrelevant to what I said we were going to talk about today. <laughs> but I just, I find that the internet has actually created a, a kind of subset. cadence around talking about desire that is so not sexual in its extremity that it actually becomes a perfect way for me to talk about sexuality and desire and participate in it in a yeah. way that I'm I'm a very like I'm a very curious observer and I'm a very open person to every conversation but as far as participation yeah. in conversations around sexuality that is actually one of the most inviting ways that I have found to interact with that with other people. All right, so now that we're caught up on that yeah, on that uh you go to the internet proclaiming yeah. as female identifying person. Yeah. That you know something about film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and you've now Gauntlet added. Gauntlet thrown. <laughs> I like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, so tell me about that. I have found that I am, I am such a, like a, like a kind of like misandrist in my bones. Like I, <laughs> men are guilty till proven innocent. Like I have a baseline mistrust of them. Okay, like a couple years ago, I was sitting with a friend and she was like, I feel like you've gotten more kind of intense in your dislike of men as you've gotten older. Huh. Like, is that is that fair to say? Like, is that true? And I was like, Rachel, yes, that is. And that's because the older I get, the more women I get to know, the more stories from all of them of an mm. assault, of harassment, of stalking, of mistreatment. The more women I meet, the more stories of horrible things happening to them at yeah. the hands of men I hear. And it has had the effect of, and I was like, and there was a couple years where I was still working as a staffer at New York Magazine at Vulture, uh. where every day was what new atrocity are we going to write about when the reckoning around the Me Too movement started yeah. spilling over. And it was like, Rachel, I simply don't see how I could be going in any other direction but the one I am. <laughs> so, like, and, and yeah. I, but I found that, like, in my in my space around, like, a lot of horror stuff and action stuff, I've curated a wonderful 
little niche on Twitter. And here I am cursing myself to have it undone. Of course. Let's and, undo it right now. Yeah. Who no knows one what go, e- no one go to her Twitter. Who knows what <laughs> Elon Musk will rot on, a, on everything. But like, I find that when I get people who are doing like a mansplainy reply to me, I generally, it's just like an immediate, like all caps, like, thanks. I wasn't asking for any input. And then there's usually like a, if there's ever, which is rare, like a bitch block. <laughs> oh, but for the most shit. part, yeah. it's like a, you're uh, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. do it. I'm like, good, thank you. And then I'll like, I, I like to reply with a little handshake emoji. Like, okay, yeah. oh. we've reached an understanding here. Um. And so like, <laughs> that is kind of most often when I get those little annoyances thing, how that goes. Yeah. But like, I feel like it has been, it's been a years long effort to make sure I've, I'm not in an echo chamber, but I am in a positive reinforcement chamber among people who share my interests and that's okay. really nice i am twitter is a complete uh, like n- aware of it's all of its faults but day to day it's a total <laughs> thumbs up experience in my life you are the only person i've ever heard that from so good <laughs> job good job let's jump into the horror mm-hmm. let's jump into the horror so so you're telling me you're a horror person you're an action person yeah. i too I'm a horror action person, though my horror has gone down set. I probably spent all of my 20s just deeply, like I... Awesome. All the exercise, especially involving the devil... Because okay. I was I was raised Catholic, so you know, like right, the yeah. devil, the devil, that's real. Yeah, done and done. Yeah, right? for sure. It's all for you, Damien. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> and then action. Oh yeah, right. Love it. Poor Stefan. All he has ever wanted to do with me is sit down and watch Titanic. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. I right, have, yeah. I just, I just, every part of me says, I will not like it. And I will, and, and I know what happens. And, and I can, do love Titanic. Yeah, yeah everybody, everybody loves Titanic. Right, I yeah. like, I like the unsinkable Molly Brown if we really want to go back to eight million years ago. Like that is my happy place. Lots yeah. of times I just need to go watch somebody get the shit beat out of them. Yeah, 100%. Bonus points if people feel justified for it. Yeah. So, so totally. Slap me, Timothy Elephant, in anything. And I'm, oh my God. The, I know he walks like, that Sex. man. I know. That man. He is unbelievable. A good looking man. Now, a good looking gentleman. Yeah, it's a good looking gentleman. And I could just watch him punch people all day. I'm just yeah. like, oh, enjoy. Enjoy He's that justified. character. You are justified. <laughs> he is dead wooded. He is all those things. All right. <laughs> you are, I'm going to call you a film expert. I will accept. Because this is a quote unquote parenting podcast. Yeah. Use the term loosely. Let's talk about parents. I, I want to actually start with Poltergeist mm, because okay. this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I wanted like that couple, right? The uh-huh. uh, you are the name person, but the parents in <laughs> Poltergeist, mom yeah. and dad, lady one, man one, uh, <laughs> they they were like my couple goals. Like I was like, they were such a dreamy. 70s cup craig t nelson is such like a he's such a such a handsome big masculine man (laughs) but they just seem so settled in like who they were and like their relationship and like like there's just moment you want to get high right like there's all these moments where she's like think back 
to when you were young and you had an open mind and like, and when the shit hits the fan and the child just completely disappears because a ghost is in your house or whatever. Mm -hmm. That is really me being very loose on what's happening (laughs) in that house. Craig T. Nelson just totally accepts it. It is such a rare treat in that movie that people just get on board. In American horror cinema, there's a real, like, there's a real annoying tradition of, like, spending half the movie being gaslit if you're the protagonist. Yes, exactly. Whereas if you watch, like, like, Japanese ghost movies, there's such, like, a different relationship with (laughs) myth and lore and the permeability of, like, the plane between life and death. Like, you watch something like The Ring, the original Ring, Ringu, and... There isn't like this, like, what do you mean this thing is happening? It's people being like, this thing is happening. You're fucked. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you've let the curse out. Like there is such just, and versus like, it's a, it's, it's less of a tradition of, of, of a mythologically comfortable tradition in American cinema to where part of it has to be everybody telling somebody they're wrong for 45 minutes before we can just get to the ghosting of it. Just so you know, our wedding vows, Stefan uh-huh. and my wedding vows include me saying, if I ever come to you and say the house is haunted and we have to move you have to say okay okay that is great that is a great pact no we needed that pact because there may come a time like every time i watch one of these horror films i'm like no 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 no. i don't want to spend like eight hour like a week no you know getting tossed around in my underwear against a wall in a house because yeah you don't think we should move (laughs) no 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 pack it up i've told my friends this i think i posted on twitter like hey you know what if anybody ever tells me that they are under threat from a ghost you can come to me i will believe you 100 and we will start working on solutions and i'm not going to explain to you why you're wrong because that doesn't fucking help anybody no no yeah it was the kids say to me that they are talking to somebody in the fireplace which has happened i say I'm Southern. There's ghosts fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. So I say to my children, whenever they come to tell me anything about something horrible, I say, my first question is, did they tell you to kill me? Right. And the answer is, the first one's no. Are they nice? Yes. Are they telling you to do, like, anything that seems off? No. Okay, have fun. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Then, okay, be nice to them. Be nice. Because I don't want to change this relationship you have. And let's just go from there. Let's just go from there. I agree. All right. We have to stop because this is uh, a podcast that usually sometimes does go for several hours. (laughs) But today, we're going to keep it short and we will be right back. Max Fun Drive week two. If you aren't aware, when you become a supporter mm-hmm. of your favorite show, mm-hmm. which is Feeling Seen and One Bad Mother, mm-hmm. or any of the podcasts on Max Fun, you get stuff. <laughs> yeah. You, this is not just for us, this is also for you. You get the stuff. Now, $5 a month. For $5.15, I get. A tall soy cappuccino with an extra shot. Okay, that's <laughs> what I spend five dollars and fifteen cents on. Probably more than I should. So right. let's pretend that the cappuccino is full of content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, this is a content cappuccino. It's a content. So when you spend five dollars a month, 
mm-hmm. you buy one content cappuccino, as mm-hmm. it were, a month. That's a really good point. Yeah, you get, obviously, not only the satisfaction of knowing that you are helping these shows get made, you get bonus content. And not mm-hmm. just bonus content from this year, but bonus content going back forever. Yeah, from forever. From forever of every Max Fun show. So, for example, we have somewhere around 10 One Bad Mother bonus shows mm-hmm. going around. You've got a wonderful, but what is your bonus show this, this uh, year? The bonus episode was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> my a dear friend of mine, he's in sports radio broadcasting. His name is Matt Kolsky. He told me, he was like, he loves the show. He's he's a wonderfully devoted listener. And he was like, I want to interview you for your show. Oh, fun. And so I took, I took that to wonderful producer Marissa Flaxbart. And she was like, yeah, let's let's do it. And so Matt interviewed me. I became the co-host of my own show about what characters make me feel seen. And I have absolutely no boundaries in conversation. So it was like, I will I will talk about whatever you ask. We can get into whatever you want. Like, let's go. I have to go listen to that. Don't it's tell us. It's honestly really Don't compelling. Don't tell us because I bet it's really good. Do not tell us right now because I'm like, oh, God, I got to know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So, and for One Bad Mother, as One Bad Mother reaches its 10-year milestone, with that comes great change. And so <laughs> we are toying around with a new maybe format, new way of doing the show. And mm. that's what we made our bonus episode. So oh, it's like a little beta test. A little beta test. $5, you get the beta. Um, <laughs> I also want to say $10 a month. Let's say you want two content cappuccinos a month. Yes. $10 a month, you get all the bonus. And I know the last few years, there have been these amazing enamel pens. Mm-hmm. But now... We are moving forward, and this year, they are the most amazing patches you can iron on if you wish. Tell me about your patch. The Feeling Scene patch is, if you if you look up the Feeling Scene pod and you look at its little icon, it incorporates, like, at once a spectrum of emotion oh. and a spectrum of, of sort of visual representations. People's eyes. It's people, you know, <laughs> reacting. It's, it's anger, it's sadness, it's frustration, all expressions in these little, you know, small, small little frames of eyes. And then they're on the patch. We've incorporated that. Uh-huh. And then on either side, there are little sprockets. Like, it's a little film reel. And honestly, it's cute. And oh. you should iron onto something or sew it onto something or however you can fasten it. Get, get that, gifts. Get that get gifts denim. from us, you guys. Get that denim jacket ready. That <laughs> for all the feelings coming at you. On get the these denim for jacket. your kids. Get yeah. these for your kids. <laughs> Give them a present. Don't get mine for your children. Mine says <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. It does not. <laughs> it does not. It is the one bad mother one is based on an old school sailor style heart tattoo with the banner mm. that might say mother but ours of course says one bad mother mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are so many different gifts so many different levels you can support again you're helping us all reach our goals i should let you know that if we hit the one bad mother goal of 500 new upgrading or oh, wow. boosted you okay can, that all goes towards the 500 mm-hmm. goal i will get that patch that's based on a tattoo, mm-hmm. tattooed on my child. I'm just kidding. On my body. On oh, my that's body. Tremendous. Right? I've never done it in all these. I've got tattoos, but I've never done the tattoo mm-hmm. drive 
thing, but I was like, I could totally see this as a. I mean, him. it's a you are in a very long term relationship with this I podcast, am, so I feel like it really yeah. rises to the I, level. I've had this podcast uh, longer than uh, my second child. So, <laughs> the only thing I've had longer is my first and one of my cats. <laughs> so everybody, maximumfun.org slash join when right now, right now, right now, go, go right now. We only do this once a year, so just yeah. fucking deal with it. Uh, <laughs> and do something about it. Yeah, do something about it. Make us stop talking. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we will be back. Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 3509485 
the winter break, I took some pottery classes. They were a gift from Stefan, and they, it was so nice. And you're not supposed to run your towels or, like, whatever you're wearing that's covered in clay from the very messy process that is how I like to pottery. You can't just throw them in the wash because then the clay gets all in there, and that's bad. So you're supposed to bring them home and, like, hose them off outside, hose all the clay off, then throw them in the wash. And I have not done that. And I have two, like, bags and one box because I thought, well, if I take them out of the bag and I put them in this box just outside the door, the back door, I'll know I need to hose them off. And I, I haven't. So there are some seriously, like, nasty towels and my overalls that are all really in need of, of some attention. And plus, that's just like three extra weird, dirty things that I've just allowed to pile up in the house within my view. So I am not happy. <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with a fail. I switched my toothpaste to uh, Dr. Bronner's. You know, it looks like a fancy, maybe serum face cream kind of looking tube. And I thought to myself a while ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab the wrong tube. And I did that. I grabbed the face yeah. cleanser and started brushing my teeth. Got through. I have one of those automatic toothbrushes that does the 30 seconds on each side. I got through the first 30 seconds. I was like, you know what? This doesn't taste minty. I brushed a quarter of my mouth with soap or face cleanser. And Ugh. it wasn't awful. <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> it wasn't awful. I'm not overly tired. I'm just confused. So I thought you guys would enjoy that. We're all doing a terrible job sometimes brushing our teeth with yeah. face cleanser. Sure. Hope you have a great day and love the show. Thanks. Bye. Oh, yeah. No, I actually haven't done that. But you are correct. That is a fail. And like with all of these fails, it's that like moment where you think to yourself in advance, I bet I might do that. I hope I don't do this thing that I know could be a thing, like confusing my toothpaste with my face lotion and then doing it. So you're doing a horrible job, but I bet your teeth are very soft. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. All right, everybody, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi. I'm currently calling from my bedroom ah! in my bed because I'm sulking like a fucking moody teenager. I just stormed off into my room and I'm currently stewing about this in my bed sulking because my husband showed me a picture of his brother and his cousin and his wife because they went off for the weekend to meet actors and actresses from my favorite TV show of all time. And I said, 
Wow, that's cool. Why didn't I get fucking invited? And I was kind of joking. But the more I think about it, I'm serious. Like, I'm just so sick of being left out of things. Because I'm a parent. Like, I don't understand. It's so rude. Like, why wouldn't you include me? This isn't the first time this has happened. It won't be the last, but... I'm pissed. Like, just fucking invite me. I would want to go. But people just assume, like, oh, she's a mom. She's busy with the kids. She won't go. Fuck, yes, I'll go. I don't want to talk to you about this. It's 11 o'clock at night, and I just feel like a fucking baby. But at the same time, no. I want to be included in things. I want to do things. Invite me. I didn't even know this was happening. Whatever. I don't care. Yes, I do. I thought you'd get this and appreciate it because I'm literally calling from my bed by myself because I'm fucking soaking and crying like a moody teen. I'm a 34-year-old grown-ass woman. I just wanted to meet some cool people and do cool things like I used to do. Apparently, that's not an option for me anymore. Maybe someday, when the kids are 18. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. I love this so much. Oh, I love you so much. You're doing such a great job. A couple of things. One, I love the quiet nature of this call because it made Gabe and I both lean in as if we were like, we were like, what? Tell us. Tell us more. Two, of course you're pissed. Of course you stormed off and had a pity party. The fact that most of us get through the day without doing that three, four, 18 times a day is remarkable. We suck it up a lot. You are probably dealing with you know, sort of insult and injury once a kid got into your house all the time. Like dismissiveness, not feeling cool, blah, 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 all that, all that, real. I think it's completely reasonable that for something this epic and awesome that you would have really enjoyed, I think you have every right to stomp off like a moody teen and throw yourself on the bed. I really do. And because I think it's not, it's not even so much for me about the what the activity is. It's the fact that it feels like you're being cut out of something because you have kids now. I have shared that story at the very beginning of the show, like 10 years ago, of finding out later that friends of ours had been having a party and I had said, why didn't you invite us? And she just flat out said, well, because you have a baby. We just assumed you wouldn't come. And I remember being like, don't do that. Don't assume that we wouldn't come. You're probably right. We probably cannot come and we probably will not come. But I still want the opportunity to make that choice. And it feels like a choice was being taken away from you. And when you have kids in your house, we're already overthinking everything 
in terms of how people see us. Do we still have friends? Are we a worthy human being in the world? Why would anybody even like us? And when we don't get asked to stuff that under normal circumstances we would expect to get asked to, yeah, that sucks. That hurts. That doesn't feel good. And you know what? You are still cool, okay? You are. And how do I know that? Because moody teenagers are cool, and you are being one, and that's cool. I think you're doing an amazing job, and I, I really do understand. That really sucks. And I am sorry that you missed that opportunity. But that said, you're doing a really great job. Oh, everyone. <laughs> making friends, making <laughs> friends. That's the max fun way, making friends. It really is. It's podcasting with friends. It is podcasting with friends. I'm sure that's somewhere out there already. <laughs> yeah, Sirius already has that on their podcast list. <laughs> Jordan, welcome to the Max Fun family. Thank you so much. And welcome to the One Bad Mother community. This Thank was you. I really appreciate you having me. So much fun. Yeah, I've had a great time. Yeah. I love that you want to talk about action movies and horror movies. That's I, outstanding. Yeah, we're gonna, obviously we're going to have to continue to talk about these things yeah. because you and I seem to have a trait of jumping around. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, did yeah you say I can that? talk at length about yeah. pretty much anything say, if you just yes. keep prompting me. And I can just keep asking questions forever and then, <laughs> and then adding my two cents that is, that is unasked for. If you and the moms and the dads and the the listeners to the One Bad Mother out there do want to watch what I consider to be the best fight-based yes. action movie of the 21st century, oh. and probably all time, honestly. This all is right. specifically fight-based. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix, which probably most of you have, and it does have, uh, it is it has one of the phenomenal, like, just little spot-supporting roles by a, one of those, one of those female characters that comes in, and you're like, where's your entire movie? Her character's called The Operators, who's played by the actress Julia Estelle, but the movie yes. is called The Night Comes For Us. Ah. So if you want to see what I think is the best beat-down action movie maybe ever made that's oh! on netflix it's by the indonesian filmmaker timo chianto and it stars joe taslim and Iko uwes who are two of the most foremost accomplished international action stars of our time watch that done everybody yeah. that's yeah. done that's easy do that also thank you everybody Everybody. Yeah, this is, do you see, did you see how much joy Jordan has talking about movies? Mm -hmm. This is you, when you are supporting mm -hmm. Maximum Fun and you are supporting podcasts. You're supporting joy. You are supporting so much joy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't make me do it. I'm going to, she's got the joy, 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 joy down in her heart. Where? <laughs> down in her heart. Where? Anyway, I am, as always, incredibly honored to be able to keep doing this podcast just like Jordan said at the beginning about their podcast I do take it very seriously and I take this community very seriously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I just want to encourage you that if you would like to continue to see One Bad Mother happen and podcasts like Feeling Seen they just got here guys they're just at the max fun so yeah. let's show them the max fun love this is the way that you tell max fun the shows that you value 
Yeah, right? and like, I really need you to value mine because yeah. I want to be around. Yeah, we would like Jordan to be around, obviously. Yeah. So thank you. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Follow Jordan on all the social. Follow One Bad yeah. Mother on the social. We're going to link all those things up just down below in the notes. But that's where it all lives. It's all good. <laughs> Jordan, I would like to tell you that you are doing a very good job. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. I It, it means a lot to me to do a good job. And yeah. so, and I... I I wish to continue to to keep trying to get better and better. So, and that, you know, that requires people getting on board that Max Fun train. And I appreciate you saying so. That's very nice. Coming from from an from an anchor, from a vital pillar of the uh, maximum fun lineup such as yourself. Well, I appreciate it. I hope to be around until my children graduate from college, which will be really weird because nothing's okay to talk about when it comes to your children. So we'll just keep talking about how it's affecting me. Yes. Everybody, you're also doing a really remarkable job. This is hard. Nobody gives a shit. And we should all stop feeling like shit for being a parent. You are remarkable. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to load down mama blues, I got to load down mama blues, got to load down mama blues, load down mama blues, got to load down mama blues, got to load down mama blues, you know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.